0: The Korean FC podcast is kindly sponsored by Radio Taxis. Give them a call
1: seven zero three five three seven zero nine. They know the score.
0: Welcome along once again to the official Korean FC podcast and association with our good friends at Radio Taxis. I'm sure they've had a, a busy month or so, and um, fair fair play to them for all the work that they do. Um, This week, it's a Pared Down podcast. Uh, it's just myself and, and my uh, my co-presenter, Johnny McNabb. And I think, Johnny, we, did, did, we, did we blow the budget last year, or is it just that you haven't been feeling well as, as why we're doing it uh,
1: two-handed today? Uh, a bit of both, to be honest, when you mentioned the, the podcast yesterday, I was lying in bed, I, was just, uh, I couldn't think of anything worse, to be honest, but uh, yeah, no, I'm feeling, feeling far better today, 24 hour bug, so yeah, feeling far better, and yeah, I suppose um, people just have to listen to us two, chat always for, for 45 minutes or so, but um, <laughs> no, listen, I think we've done really well with our guests recently, um, I don't think we've, we've let any of our listeners down, so um, yeah, we've plenty to talk about, even even without a guest, and I'm sure we'll, we'll have a good one lined up for, for next week. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, as you say, the guests have been good, obviously. I think um I think one of the ones that sort of well one of the ones that was most listened to certainly was Ben as Ben Doherty. And you know, obviously there were there was people who weren't happy that Ben was on and stuff, but I think it's like anything in life, isn't it? You know, sometimes you know you maybe don't want to admit that you'll listen to something or watch something, but you secretly kind of do and I think that was a lot that was the case a lot with Ben's podcast too. And you know, to be fair to Ben, Ben I thought spoke really well that day.
1: He did, and it obviously gives Ben a chance to they speak about how you left Korean and vice versa. And and yeah, look, I thought Ben spoke really well. I don't think he's had any bad feelings towards anyone at the club. He just wanted to be on to the full time football. And look at how many times Orange brought back former players. You know, half the team's nearly under seconds but all with Korean. So um, I suppose you can you can never say say never and and yeah look I thought he spoke well obviously it's, it wasn't going to play everybody and that's just football and that and that's life but yeah hopefully those who said they didn't listen uh, listen them give give it a go and, and see how they see how they go on
0: absolutely absolutely um, but that's that's football everybody's opinions and, and that's why that's why we all love the game so much. Um, Johnny, <clears throat> we're recording this uh, in midweek as as often times we do. Um, Just looking back to the weekend, um, Corey went down to Stangmore Park, and it's never an easy place to go, and I suppose particularly so at the weekend because in the lead-up to the game, I was doing a bit of research on Dungannon, and they won their previous five games in all competitions at home. Admittedly, their away record doesn't amount to an awful lot, and obviously they got beat by Glen Torn heavily in midweek the week before we played them. But when you look at the home record that they had, and coming off the back of a 6-0 drubbing at the Oval, despite even Korean's good form, you still went there just for that little sort of edge, didn't you? Just in hoping that things weren't going to go wrong.
1: Yeah, the worst thing they'd done was probably get a hammering before they played us. Look how many times you, you've you seen teams getting beat really heavily, and then they, they it's backs against the walls, Joel, they, they try and break them down, and to be honest, I thought 3-0 probably flattered us a wee bit, although I don't really you know, remember Garf Dean having much to do either. But you know, I thought 3-0 was probably a bit harsh on, on Dungannon, But as far as the game goes, you know, great time to score. There's never a bad time to score, but if you're you're scoring 20 seconds before the first half ends, it's a great time and, and one 10 minutes before full-time whistle. And and yeah, obviously two players at the different ends, not ends are great, but two diff- probably spells with Corey. And obviously Chevy's you now you get 50 goals and in 95 games which is phenomenal Cons- considering I think his first 20 games I think he only had two or three goals so um, phenomenal return from him and obviously even Fife's getting off the mark from, from a yard out And but listen a yard out is the same as 20 yards out they, they all count and Chevy's second goal is so underrated because how many times you see a ball fizz across the box and a player hits it first time and and hits you know hits hit, hits over the stand whereas he was in the box and now you just know it's a goal and and yeah, look, I think he's doing 24 is it for the season. We keep on chatting about him every week, and where his target is going to be. And listen, I don't know what he said set the target. I don't want to him. I just want him to continue scoring. And and yeah, he's he's definitely been brilliant this year.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a measure of the confidence that he's playing with at this moment in time. As you say, that second goal, it came across, and and he, to me, it just nonchalantly or very very calmly just put it in the corner. It was a very very good goal and. The first goal, I mean, anybody that has seen it or anybody that was there, he had a shot and the keeper, Declan Dunn, got his hands to the ball and there was an attempt to try and get the ball off the line. And there was some doubt at halftime in the, in the press box, whether it was a known goal or whether it was going to be given to Shevlin. And I think you and I sort of both went, we'll, we'll definitely give it to Shevlin because it was his shot and I think he deserved it. And plus... It continues his fine scoring form as well. It would have been harsh to take it off him, wouldn't it?
1: It would have been especially for the whole move as well. Like Andy Scott times the times the ball they really, really well. And and yeah, the shot was going on target. Um, to be honest, I don't know how it went on either because I seen the shot and then I seen the keeper parry, and then I just thought the trickled over the line. I didn't realise there was a, a cover and defender they add into the melee as well. So listen, as I said, about five scroll from are Right they they all count and and yeah, it was a great, great time to score. And, and as I already mentioned, the second goal is, is such a clinical finish. And you can just tell that Chevy's a man in form with, with, with that goal.
0: I know. Like, I think we all posted it afterwards as well. Um, 50 goals in 95 games for Corian. So that's better than a goal every two games, which for strikers, that's that's some goal. And that's that's the kind of record any striker aspires to and would be certainly definitely proud of.
1: They would, and when you speak to Chevy, you know, it's, it's not, he, he genuinely doesn't take much adulation for it. He's just like, yeah, it's good and let's go again for the next target. And that's, I would say that's probably coming from Oren too. I don't think, you know, Oren knows he can get more out of him and to be in 24 goals by the first game of February is is an unbelievable record. And and yeah, look, it's probably been the most prolific striker in front of goal they've had probably since, since Roy Parson or maybe Curtis Allen back in the day. So, yeah, look, um, long may it continue. It's, it's weird because we say it all the time too, Shio, he's only 24, 25, and you feel, not that I can speak, but you always think he's older. You know, it's just because he's been around the league for, for so long, and, and he's seen as the main man at Korean, and it's definitely something that he's taken in a stride. And, and yeah, look, the, the, the two goals on Saturday is just really a, a definition of, of the season, really.
0: I know, as you say, he's a very modest fella as well. He, he's very very down to earth, very modest, doesn't get too carried away. Yeah. Um, And you just feel that he's at a stage or a situation now in his career where he always threatened to be, I suppose. He obviously burst onto the scene at 15 and 16, and that's very, very young. And he's had his ups and his downs, and he had his move that didn't work out particularly well at Linfield. And and Ballymina was probably a stop start. And I think now he's found a sort of a home, and he's found a manager in Oren that just, we'll work with him and, and give him whatever confidence maybe that he needs or whatever it is. And you just, you mentioned that he's 24, you know, touch wood, injury free, et cetera, et cetera. If he stays at Corian for the next X number of years, whatever, you know, we're, we're going to be very, very lucky indeed, aren't
1: we? We are, especially with the full-time teams, but I think Chevy's a student and nearly certainly is. So, Probably playing with the Corey and Sutsum, and, and as well as that, he loves his football here at Corey. By, by all accounts too, and and yeah, look, obviously he nearly burst on the scene too too early, if, if that makes sense. And I think it was at Crystal Palace and all were sniffing around him and and then things a bit stop start as you said at Balmain. In and hindsight, you know it's not very often you, you turn field down, but it was probably the wrong move for him. Um, wasn't he's was always going to be a bit part player there really, and. And Yeah, Orange probably took a gamble on him, knowing that the potential that he has. And it's and, you know, when Orange worked hard with him and Chevy's worked hard on his team, so it's been a move that stood suited all parties. And you know, you have to give credit to, to Orange and Matthew for that,
0: absolutely. I mean, Matthew, you know, you said burst on the scene, but like myself, I, I always feel I peaked a bit too early as well. But <laughs> that's another story for another day, but you know, it's it's it's, it's great, and you know, now that. Eamon is there with him. I don't know whether anybody maybe has seen the the story, the article in the Chronicle this week. Um, and thanks to Billy O'Flaherty for as well for the photograph. And it's a photograph. I don't know, Johnny, have you have seen it? It's Josh Carson, sort of back in the day when he was, you know, in the Northern Ireland squad, and he was returning to Carnini United uh, Youth Team in Ballymena and he was distributing the end of season prizes and. The two guys that were taking all the prizes, but one of them was Eamon Fife, and the other was Chevy. <laughs> and there's a photograph there of the three of them, and it's it's the most craziest thing. They're so all so young looking, and then ironically, you fast forward a certain number of years, and the three of them now are all playing in the one team. Also, along with Rodney Brown, he came through that as well. And I'm sure you know when you look at that, and I'm sure the irony is not lost on Balamina United supporters as well, because they're probably looking at it and thinking to themselves, there's four players that came through Carnini in Balamina and are now playing for our closest rivals. And that, I guess that must hurt if you're a Balamina fan.
1: Yeah, it has to hurt. It's, it's probably a bit like, you know, four like, four young lads from, say, Bertie Peacocks going and playing for, for Balamina. You know, we, we wouldn't really, it's not we wouldn't like it. It's just, it would just be very hard to probably comprehend and, and yeah, I've seen the photo. Joyce probably looks the same, but probably a wee <laughs> bit, just a wee bit younger. And the other two lads, yeah, they definitely look a bit a, a bit younger. And I think the plan is they recreate that photo at, at training some night. And it's just weird how football works out. It's just football's a journey, and it, and it goes from from different you know different stages in, in life. And and yeah, I'm sure if you'd have said to them, young lads, whenever that photo was taken, they all play for for Corian and in 2023, they probably would have looked at you as if you had five heads, so yeah, but look, the move is, is obviously worked out for Josh and is worked out for Chevy and, and he was hoping it works out for Eamon and again, I interviewed Eamon on Saturday and a really well le- level-headed guy and find somebody who smiles at you as much as Eamon's five smiles at you when you're doing an interview, um, you'd have thought I was his hero when I, when I got interviewed, so uh, but no, listen, he's, he's the type of fellow that you really want to do well and you can't not like him, if that makes sense, and and yeah, look, he's, he's said he's been surprised with the amount of chances that he has, but I'm not really. I think, you know, if Oren doesn't sign players for the sake of it, and, you know, Oren's probably got, what, a 20, 21-man squad now and, and they're all going to be used. And I
0: think it's it's, it's good that you mentioned about your interview and, and, and the smiling aspect and you can just, you just feel that that enthusiasm from him because he's got, an, he's got a great chance at a, at a top premiership club coming from Dundella, no disrespect to Dundella, obviously in the championship, but you can see probably why Orn is playing him because he's just got that infectious enthusiasm. He just, just wants to do it and just wants to play. And I suppose that rubs off on teammates as well. And what you do get or what you know that you'll get when you do put a player like that on a pitch is a hundred percent work rate. And he'll do whatever he can for the team. And, if you have 11 players like that you are not go oh, far far
1: wrong yeah 100% Eamon's probably thinking that this is his big chance now in, in the top flight and he's obviously going to try and grasp it with, with both hands and we had Eamon on the podcast and you know he's been speaking I know in different interviews and he's been saying that he probably needs a wee bit of time to learn and, and get the grasp of everything and, and that's one thing probably with Oren that Oren will give him the, the, the time to learn and so it's all down to Eamon too the other half they they they'll obviously learn with Oren as well and, and work hard um, off the pitch too so yeah, if you seen him, he's the size of a bull, his, his calves are bigger than my head, and that's and that and and that takes on doing. So yeah, 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 he is an athlete, you know, and and it's probably if you can tune up probably different parts of his game, like we always had to do with, with Chevy and, and Skinner and everyone else. And, and yeah, look, I think it's one to be really excited about.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously Eamon came in in the, in the transfer window, which is has it closed here in Northern Ireland? I know it did in England. Yeah, yeah, closed and all. Has closed, yeah. So um so, obviously, Eamon come in, Andrew Scott come in as well from Larn. Um, I mean, how would you how would you sum up the transfer window for Corey and Johnny? I mean, it was relatively quiet. Obviously, I think today, was there James went out on loan today? Maybe you could fill us in a bit on that.
1: Yeah, I remember speaking to Eamon in late December and he said to me it was going to be a, a quiet one. Um, I think, obviously, Eamon was the one that... Yeah, as he's on, they get it done early doors, obviously, before the Irish Cup started. And we're obviously able to bring him in. But then you also have to look at the fact, you know, Stephen O'Donnell and Josh Carson get new contracts in January, too, which is nearly like a not a new signing, but it's also, you know, obviously good news. So, yeah. And then obviously Andy came in. And again, I've been impressed. But it's, I love players with a low centre of gravity. They can run forward and skin players and stuff. So, yeah, again, young fella, he's going to be exciting to watch, too. And, in terms of departures, um, James left, yeah, he's, he's away to cargo on loan for the rest of the season, and I think his contract's up at the end of, end of the campaign, so i will be interesting to see what Oren does from, from that standpoint. It's probably a good chance for, for James to go out and, and play football and, and, and kick a bit, so, and obviously we lost Evan McLaughlin as well, his, his loan deal came to an end at the start of one window 2 and yeah, probably a disappointing one, The thought Eamon started really, really well, and Again, a bit unpredictability about him, um, but that's one of them things. And then obviously, Cahir and Snowy when they when they it down and and yeah, so it's probably been a quiet one though. But again, um, you know, you don't need to necessarily make five or six signings. It's nearly about improving the squad that you have or or working with the players that you have. And you know, we had a big overbuilt, we had a big rebuild sorry in the summer, and and you know, I'm sure Warren probably <laughs> in the fruits of that now.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking. If- to me, it just seemed that overall across the Irish League and the Premiership, it seemed to be a relatively quiet transfer window. I don't recall an an awful lot of back and forward. And Am I right in that assumption or am I wrong? Have I not just been reading the right newspapers? No, no, you're right. I think the only
1: team that really went mental is, is it down. but again, Niall Carey came in, this is his first window. They're, they're probably trying to spin things and do things differently. They, they try and stay in the league and... You know, I, I think, was it Gary Hamilton or, or Paul eve whoever at i have made a really good point saying that players are now tied, tied down to two and a half year, three year contracts and, you know, to get players, you know, out of them contracts has proven really, really difficult. I think, you know, Lee bonus move, and I, I said this at the time, was not scary for the league, but it sets an onus where clubs can just say, nah, it's all right, you can give us a hundred grand for him." So, you know, I think you know, Fitzy was probably the prime example of that with Glenavon and Crusaders' interest. I'm sure Glenavon wanted a, a high figure for him, and Crusaders just couldn't afford it. So it's all about trying to obviously, you know, either tie players up in pre contracts or, you know, try and get them in as early as you can. And and yeah, no, I think it's I think it's been quiet. I think Glenavon. I think the Jordan Stewart in deadline day is a great player. And press ride, they let him go. I think he's very different. They they what they have. And obviously, Glen Torrance signed their ninety third striker in in the deadline day too. So. Yeah, it is what it is. I think Balmina brought many and I don't think they only brought in one. So maybe teams are just keeping their powder dry for the summer and maybe there's just there's no value for money out there.
0: I was looking at the Glen Torn striker. I had a wee quick Wikipedia flick on him there. I think uh, I think by my reckoning, I think he's eight, 18 clubs in the past. I know people say more clubs than Jack Nicholas, but in this instance, I don't know. Like that is nearly a full bag of golf clubs, 18 clubs.
1: Yeah, that's the extra lob wages and pitching wages and everything in that. Um yeah, I think by all accounts he was very, very good at Derry City and I think he was in the same team as Jamie last year and just couldn't get a sniff. So yeah, obviously look Rodney Rodney's that's his first signing, so I'm sure they'll both want to get off and on the right foot. Um I wonder if he's good at putting the ball in with his hand though. That's that'll be the only oh, question, but no, listen, that's one of them, you know, obviously Kurt McLaughlin has then went out they they lock goal and Kirk's a local lad, so we'll be very interested to see how he gets on there. I think I'm pretty friendly with football local manager, and I sent him a few messages last night. I think it's a good signing for him. I think Kirk's at that level where he'll, I think he'll score goals. So, be he, interest, he, to he needs to
0: play regularly too, doesn't he?
1: He does. Um, look, people can have their all their opinions about the move. He's a young fella offered full time football. He was probably sold a dream of that. You know, he's played full time. You know, he's been in a full time environment. Probably hasn't got any or many opportunities. I know he's played a few cup games. Here and there, um, but that's probably his time now for the next what three or four months to you know try and get Lockall into the premiership. And if he helps log on the premiership, who knows? Lockall might take him on for the first year in, in the premiership if they get promoted. So it's a big carrot for, for Kirk. And and you know, I, I genuinely wish him all the best. Uh,
0: would he, will he? I mean, he left Corey and he's not on loan or anything. Uh, at I'm just thinking, I know it's like crystal ball time stuff. Um, would he ever? likely to come back to Korean, for example?
1: It's, it's one of the ones I, I genuinely don't know the fella, and that's not beating around but I I I genuinely don't, and it's one of the ones where I think he, he was up that Nuffield Premiership scholarship thing, and obviously it was just lured and the, the full-time football, and, and he went for it, but I remember speaking at the Milk Cup, he's a very level fella, a nice fella too, so it's one of the ones who probably could never say never, Um, but at the end of the day, he probably has to worry about himself, and I think goals are really a goals a really good move for him, and Genuinely, think, I, think it's, I think it'll go really well for.
0: I, I would agree with you. Lock all a good side and, and, and the right part of the table. We've obviously lost Nevis as well, who's gone. Um, So there's an opportunity there for the likes of a, a young Kirk to come in, maybe get regular football, score a few goals, and then who knows what might happen. Um, Just when you mentioned Glenn Torn there, I mean, Rodney McAree obviously. In charge of Korean, um, back in the day for a, a period of time, uh, I man, he he's had quite the start, hasn't he? I think three games and three
1: wins. Yeah, yeah, you know, he would have been expected, obviously, to beat New End but I suppose with the form that Glenthorne had been in, there were probably no gimmies, and and yeah, they've, they've won three in a row. Watched the match on Monday night; they weren't great, but, but got the job done, and obviously he's had a bounce there. Um, I think they've they've a tough month come up. I think they've lost, and I think they've Linfield as well, so. A few tricky ones coming up, but yeah, look, same as probably every team up there, they'll just be taking. It's a common cliche, but they will be taking every game as it comes. I suppose you, you can't look too far ahead, and and yeah, it was weird seeing the dog out and Big John Gregg there too, and, and everything. everyone. So, um, yeah, look, he's got off the he's got off the a good start, and I think it was that they Portadown the Irish Cup on Saturday, so um, that won't be easy. I think it's probably a free one for Portadown. Um, all all things considered, so um, and a tight pitch. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see how they go on down there.
0: Yes, well, you mentioned the Irish Cup. I suppose we could we could take a, a look um at that. Obviously coming up on Saturday, Johnny, we're back at Solitude again. It seems that every other week we're we're up in North Belfast at Solitude. Um we've met Corian and Cliffordville have met four times already this season. Uh one league win each. Uh, a draw two weeks ago, and obviously most memorably the, the League Cup win there on penalties. Uh, I think that was December time. Um, I mean, Johnny, just what about familiarity? What is it to say, familiarity breeds contempt? I don't know if that's right in this instance or not, but we do seem to play them an awful lot, don't we?
1: Yeah, especially because we played them in the both of the Cups last year as well, and we've played both of the Cups this year, so... Yeah, we'll be sick of looking at them and 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 vice versa, I'm sure. And and yeah, look, there's a hallmarks of a good game again. Look, all the games between the two teams have there been plenty of goals in them. There was what four in the opening day. There was six at the showgrounds. There are not four, and then there was two 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 twos as well. So we're set for a kg one nil or something, aren't we? And Saturday or an l nil. So yeah, look, they're all all, all tight games. There's a lot of respect between the two sides. And any other wins out of that game will be will be worthy winners.
0: Um. The two, the two most recent games at Solitude, similar pattern insofar as that Cliftonville got their noses in front, and Corryane managed to draw, come come back, they the levelled twice in the Bet mclean Cup, and then they came from two goals to nil down in the recent league encounter. I think it's fair to say probably that you know you'd be looking for Corryane maybe to try to get their noses in front this time. You don't want to be in a situation where you have to keep. Coming from behind against a team as as dangerous as Cliftonville.
1: No, of course, but <laughs> we seem to have a good record all recently. It's not good for the heart rate right now. Um, but yeah, look, I think a key, I think a good start is key. Or try and keep it edgy as well. You know, Cliftonville are quality side, and I suppose they come back against them. in two, you can say games at Solitude is, is some feat to be fair, but. Um, it's not going to happen all the time so yeah, to answer your question, you're right it'd be, it'd be good They try and either take a lead or, or try and keep things as tight as possible
0: and I know you're not a manager you're not a player or anything like that but I'm just wondering the fact that twice Cliftonville have had the lead against Corian and, and twice Corian have come back on, their own, on, on Cliftonville's own patch that allied to the fact that Cliftonville have this thing about the Irish Cup and this hoodoo and everything else do you think does that potentially play on, on Cliftonville players' minds going into this game on Saturday
1: maybe not the fact the Irish Cup but maybe just in general just with Corian coming back at them you know it'd be, it'd be very interesting to see if Cliftonville took a lead and Corian what would happen you know obviously yeah maybe psychologically it might be a, a, you know, it might be a hammer blow to them it, it, I think once the players cross the white line, I think everything they do with past records and playing against each other and, and all that probably just goes out the window. They, they probably don't even think about that there. Um, but maybe they do. Again, I'm not a footballer or, or a manager, but I think I would probably doubt it. To be honest, I think it would be very interesting to see how, how Cliftonville will cope if they did take a lead and and get back at them. But, um, yeah, I think for for and it's all about just getting the job done, no matter how, how, how they do it.
0: And you say that about if Cleverville went ahead and, and Corrine did come back again, because at Solitude, the, the media facilities and the press box are in, in, in the home supporters and behind the home goal. And and we've been there before. And when Cleverville sort of coughed up the advantage or the lead or whatever, it, it can get edgy among the home supporters. And sometimes you can feel that that nervousness or the edginess spiraling down from the stand onto the, the players on the field as well and 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 that's something that if Corian can get a bit of a head of steam up but that can affect the, the outcome of the game I would have thought
1: yeah I suppose like again else um always seems to be home support always seems to be nearly worse from the players and than away fans and you know Clevenval the be fair to them, they had a great atmosphere in the league game. They had the, the the fellas singing and with the drumming and on, and it was a really really good atmosphere. And I say it all the time when I'm on the podcast. It's probably the most intimidating place to go, um, for away players and away fans. And and I mean that complimentary. It's a very very tough place to go. And and yeah, look, I think obviously we, we can hear their fans, you know, maybe having a go. And, but at the same time, if we were in the end, we'd probably see hear the exact same things about our players. So you hear it all the anchors men that go to their matches. That, get annoyed by the wife the whole week and then go out and find it on a, a few players and a, on a match day so um, yeah look I think you know maybe the crowd might get a wee bit agey if they do if, as I said if they do take a lead and go and come back at them again but Players are thick-skinned, aren't they? Really, you know, they they've probably heard it all from. And players go through all different forms too. You know, some, you know, right, it's maybe good some week, and, and then be crap for the next couple of weeks, and get and get a bit of jet and stuff. But they're all just on social media and everything else. So yeah, probably I don't think it'll, it'll make much difference.
0: And as regards to to Korean, how they line out, uh, Johnny Connor McDermott sort of left the field relatively early in the win over Dungannon. He seemed to sort of. I feel I think something maybe around his hip. I think so. I think as precaution they took him off early. So I'm not sure whether you're privy to any more information than I am. So there's doubt about Connor perhaps and his namesake Connor McKendry. Obviously limped out of the Carrick game earlier in the in the month. Any updates on any of those two?
1: I think uh, station corner they're not there for the week. And he's just trying to get fit, and that's all I know. Uh, in terms of Connor McKendry, I don't know a thing. Um probably wouldn't imagine even would need a scan if it was an knee injury. That's just me putting two, two two and two together. Um I think Big Mitch should be back either in full training or doing something gym really. And without going into too much health details, that's a big step for Mitch. Um I think there's not a lot of people maybe know what he went through, so I don't want to say what it is. But um just speaking to him on Saturday, it'd be, it'd be great to see him back even training or, or doing a wee bit of gym work, whatever it may be. And you're pro- I think I could be totally wrong maybe you might not see him before the end of the season but he, he definitely is I think he can onto the pitch now and, and do a bit from, from what I hopefully I heard him right so um, yeah I, I think Stephen Lurie's out for the season I think it's a hamstring tear Um, but I think Stephen knew that in a way and he was doing a wee bit of coaching and stuff as well so yeah it's touch wood we haven't been too badly we haven't been too bad with injuries this year if I remember rightly so um, here's hoping we can just nurse Connor through and, and fingers crossed for, for Connor McHenry
0: Yeah, and obviously Glax is suspended as well, that red card that he got against Carrick Rangers, ruling him out, and and that's a shame because he loves playing up at Clifford, and he he always plays up well up there, and the Clifford fans and the players know how dangerous a player he is, and he's a loss, whichever way you look at it.
1: Uh, He is, and you know, in the games like that, he's great with carrying the ball out from deep areas and getting you up the pitch, and and yeah, it is a big loss, but at the same time, as, as Oren rightly said, after the carrick game that was gets sent off, it gives a chance to the others, so it gives a chance to Andy Scott or Jack O'Mahony, whoever it may be. And and yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he lines up if if, if Connor and Glax are both out. Um it's just a pity, especially with Connor McKendree, because he had been such a great run of form. He's very, very good in January as well. So yeah, one of them things, uh, injuries are, are part and parcel of football and you know, you just have to get on with it. I think, you know, was reading the Cliftonville player update, I think Ryan Curran is struggling with them. And I think, you know, Stephen Mallon's out, I think, for the season. I think they found, was it, a hamstring tear or something like that. So, yeah, injuries are, are part and parcel of football. And, and that's why Oren is a squad there, a quality squad. They hope they hopefully give chances to the others.
0: That's exactly it is. It's, it's a squad game. And, and who knows, come the weekend, Somebody could come out of the pack and make themselves a hero, like a Jack O'Makney or or maybe an orange Jarvis and Andrew Scott, whoever it may well be. And that's it. When you get the chance and you get the jersey in a game like that, you've got to make the most of it. And as we've seen before, and as Oren always says, if you do well, um, you hang on to that shirt as well. So the incentive is there for guys coming on.
1: Oh, of course. You're you're right. And- a big chance for them obviously you know Jack and, and Jarvie were doing really really well and both took a bug at the exact same time and I think was it Connor came in and I think was it somebody else came back in the midfield and they just haven't had a sniff since and that's just how football goes and you know they were both were flying they both were really really played really well at Windsor and I think both of them had to come off and, and then obviously somebody else has come in and taken their place and, and that's just how football goes and but as a testament to the squad and probably their consistency over the last two or three months that you know the, the team hasn't overly changed that much, um, because of how well the, the players are performing. And and yes, yeah, so whenever a, a chance does come around, the, the guys have to take it.
0: Um, that's it, that's it, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Um, in terms of the, the cup itself, uh, the other games, I mean, is there any potential for um, upsets? Do you think? I,
1: th- I, I do think that. I don't think the Glens will get it all their own way, poor down. I, I do think they'll win, but I don't think it'll be as, as big a one as what people are probably thinking. Um, I think, who else is it? I think, you know, I think Dungan and Gordy Notbreda, which isn't an easy place to go, and you know, Larn play Linfield, and Balling and you. It's just probably not in a, in, a, in a strange sense, but then you know, with one of Viler, Corey, or Cliftonville and Larn, Linfield going out, the draw just completely opens up um, yep. after that, and you know, the crews go to Bangor on Friday night too. So yeah, I think, you know, the draw will definitely open up whenever it's made, what half five on, on Saturday night. And you know, and as the way I see it is you have to always beat the best teams, they won the big prizes. And and if Korean want to try and win the Irish Cup, they have to go and beat And It's as simple as that.
0: And the way the way that we've played up there and against Cliffville, Korean have nothing to fear. And the flip side of that is the last team that Cliffordville would have wanted in the Irish Cup is Korean.
1: Yeah, that's it. You know, obviously we, we beat them in, in the League Cup there um, in, in, in December and they always take games between the two and, and yeah, you know, we probably didn't want to go to solitude. They probably wouldn't want to play us. So We'd have happily taken a final game again against them. I think, I think both sets of fans and, and players were being happy with that, but that's just the look of the draw and, and how it goes. And it's probably just a pity we're not at home because um, I think home advantage is very important, but Listen, as I a, as a, just to repeat myself, if you, if you want to win the cup, you have to go to them places and, and win. And it's just, you know, if Linfield what you want to win the Irish Cup, they have to go to Lauren and beat them. So that's just how it goes.
0: That is. um, And it's sort of, it's heralds the start of a really, really busy February as well. I mean, some very tough league games in there, Johnny. And I'm thinking the next three, four weeks are going to go a long way to determine... The success or otherwise of of Korean season,
1: yeah, as it is as a busy busy period. I think as it with we with Lauren and Glentoran, I think in there and, and Limfield. So, yeah, no easy games. Um, but I suppose you know you look at Carrick earlier that week. It wasn't easy, and, and they were sitting eighth or ninth on the table. So, our top six record, I don't think, is too bad. Um, as well. So, um, yeah. But they call they what Oran says and uh sound like Oran, but he will only see Cliffinwall at the start of them, uh, this weekend and, and focus for the rest of the games and I suppose that's not a bad way they, they look at it. I think we've as it we've Glint Horn and, and Glenn or we've gone Horn and are right at home, so uh we've got cu- a couple of home games I think we've learned at home as well. So he'll hoping that home comforts can, can play a massive part in, in the in the next few weeks. Mm,
0: yeah, I no, because we play, I think, Newry and Valentine's night, don't we?
1: Yeah, it'd be nice to spend Valentine's Day with, with the with the person that I love the most now. Eh?
0: Uh, who's that? Stevie Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> um just finally, we'll, we'll we'll nearly wrap up here because I know you, you haven't been well this week. Um the Irish no, sorry, the Bet McLean Cup final tickets, I think I did see that they're now on sale. I'm just wondering, can you give people an idea of where they can get them and, and just are they are they selling are they selling well?
1: I think I read a tweet there, three thousand sold within the first day, and I know Corey and in, in the north stand, and they've capped the prices again at a tenner and a fiver. So I think that's a great price for a Sunday game as well. Three o'clock kickoff. So yeah, if we can get anywhere near the crowd of last year, hopefully the result changes. Um, it'll be a great day out, and and yeah, I think that's all to be fair to them, I've tried to you know get you know fans back in again, and and yeah, look, won't be too long before it flies round. We, we we obviously spoke about the busy February there, but. February is also a short month, and and by the time you get in the middle of February, late February you'll be you'll be thinking about the final. So, yeah, yeah. Um, fingers crossed that we can get a better outcome this year, and and yeah, no injuries and then in the gap before we before. and, and you,
0: it's just the way it is as well. That the the games in February they're against the top teams, and you you kind of do want to be going into that final with some kind of form to your name as well, don't you? So it's it's imperative that the good run I think it's fourteen unbeaten that. In some way, you try and just keep that run going as much as you can ahead of that final.
1: Yeah, if I remember right, I don't think our form was that great heading in the League Cup final last year, and it definitely wasn't after it. So, um, yeah, if you can get a better form heading in there, it, it won't do you any harm as well. But obviously, it's a Cup final, it's a one off. You're, you're, you're playing Linfield and if you can't get up for a final against Linfield at the National Stadium for probably about 10 or 11,000 people, then you, you probably shouldn't be involved in football. It's something like that.
0: I'd say I would sort of nearly guess now that I'll be near enough sellout for sellout by the time of Linfield and and Corian and any neutrals that will fancy a game for a tenner, <laughs> you can't be bad to that, can you? Like a no. tenner for a, a decent final.
1: True. No, you're right. Hundred percent. Wouldn't argue with any of that. And and yeah, probably you'll know, plenty of time to, to get tickets and stuff like that. And and yeah, um, looking forward to it. be be something different. And and yeah, hopefully we can we can we can come back up the road with with, with the trophy this time, right?
0: Yeah, uh, we need a, We need a bit of a, a night out, don't we?
1: Well, we're out the night before, aren't we, for that Oasis gig? So but, um, hopefully but, we don't hopefully we don't peak too early. 40,
0: 48 hour bender. Here we go. That's what we love to see. <laughs> right. Well, here, Johnny, I will let you go. Uh, you've come off your your sick bed to help us out. I just, how's your how's the new job going? If anybody doesn't know you've started a new job.
1: Yeah, with well, the newsletter. Um, yeah, working today and stuff. So yeah, probably, probably well, but definitely a bit busier and covering more matches, so for Bangor and Crusaders and Friday night, and then for Solitude and Saturday. So, I've been lucky enough to cover most of the Korean games so far. Um, the first week where I don't cover a Korean game, uh, I'll be sick as a dog. But it's one of them things. Um, yeah, busy, enjoying it. Um, thought it was a challenge I had to take, and and yeah, no, it's, it's been good so far. And there's been definitely a lot of Korean coverage in the paper, so probably a wee bit biased, but sure that as well as and and yeah, so, no, it's been it's been going well.
0: The sales sales in Korean are going up. That's you can take credit for that. So right. Well here I will let you go and uh, we will see you on Saturday for another visit to Solitude. They'll they'll uh, be they'll be bringing us cups of tea there before as we get in.
1: Hopefully. Um we'll do it, but hopefully. Um just to let you know, the predictions last week I got three out of six right, and you only got one out of six right. So you have a lot of catching up to do for next week. So we'll hey, get, how, you get three out, how did you get three out of six? That's uh, pretty, pretty impressive. Day. And Korean 3 0 against Carrick. I had, or 3 0 against Dungan, sorry. I had 4 0 against Balamina and a Carrick 1 each against um, Glenavon. Very had, impressive. You had, had 3 0 Korean as well. That was the only one you got, right? So, I said wrong board for you, D.
0: put money on it, but anyway. Do you want to do a preview of that, the Irish Cup games?
1: Aye, sure. We'll, we'll do a few.
0: We'll do, well, we don't have to do a score. Just give us your, give Aye, us that'll your,
1: that'll your that'll winner,
0: be. right? Banger against Crusaders on Friday, the one that you're going to? Uh, Crusaders. I'll I'll agree with that, Crusaders. Knockbreda at home to Dungannon.
1: I'll go Dungannon after extra time.
0: I'll go Dungannon. I don't know much about Knockbreda, unfortunately. I know I probably should, but there you go. Uh, Ballymena United at home to Newington. Ballymena. Can we go for a draw? Can I say a draw?
1: Can you say a draw?
0: I'll say a draw. Uh, Cliftonville at home to Korean. Corey. Ditto. Glen at home to the Welders.
1: Welders are in great form, you know. I think are they've they have won six out of the last seven games. So Who they have start on, them? Paul, Paul Key and Graham Filson. Ah, yeah,
0: that's right. Filson was on podcast. I'm going to go for the Welders. Go on. See, you don't have to go for Glenavon because you don't work down there anymore. No, I'm going
1: to go. I never liked them anyway. So I'm going to go for the Welders. Yeah.
0: <sighs> I'll go for Glenavon in that case. I can't do the same. Uh, Institute at home to Ballyclare.
1: Again, I don't really know much about either, really, so I'm going to go for Stuart.
0: I'll have to go with Stuart, home advantage has to count for something in the cup. Lauren at home to Linfield.
1: I think I a to search for extra time. I'll go for Linfield.
0: Oh, I'll go for Linfield as well. Porto down home to Glenthorne in the last game
1: Glenthorne they sneak it
0: I, I, yes I can't see i Down Willing so I don't think we went to, for too many shocks there did we
1: no just the Wilders
0: mmm yes Side of the times really isn't it the, the big teams getting stronger and the smaller teams just not able to compete so much but we'll see we'll see what happens uh, Johnny thank you very much thank no, you, to, no, everybody thank you. to everybody who's to everybody listening to the podcast um We will see you all again at Solitude on Saturday. I'm sure there'll be a a big, big crowd of Korean supporters for that one. And we'll catch up and we'll do it all again next week and we'll have a full review of the Irish Cup game. Until then, thank you very much and take care.